Is crying a sign of weakness or can it actually be a sign of strength? Can it just be a sign that someone is experiencing the beauty of life? I think it can probably be many, many things. And today, I just want to share my experience, my perspective, and I mean, I guess I'll let the cat out of the bag immediately that I don't think crying is a sign of weakness. I think that some of the most beautiful moments of my life have been accompanied by tears, either my own tears or the tears of the person that I'm sitting across from. And I will admit that I'm kind of an advocate for the acceptance of crying and the reassessment of what it even is and what it means and how beautiful and important and amazing of a phenomena it can be. And the, uh, the topic kind of got stirred to the forefront of my mind because uh, a while ago I joined the mailing list of a popular male influencer named Andrew Tate. Some of the people listening to this or watching this will be familiar with Andrew Tate. Some people won't. Essentially, he's a very, at the moment, he's a very popular male influencer. He's a proponent of very traditional masculine values. And he's risen to prominence by saying kind of like offensive, outrageous, um, inflammatory things about men and women. And I joined his mailing list because I like to expose myself to ideas that are really different from my own. So kind of almost as a joke, I joined Andrew Tate's mailing list to see what I would be getting. And a couple of weeks ago, I got an email. And I think the headline or the subject line was, I don't trust crying men, or I don't trust men that cry. And the basic premise of the email was that men who cry are men who can't control their emotions and you can't trust a man that can't contain his feelings and just be stoic and get down to business in life. It's irresponsible. And we have this culture that's encouraging men to be more soft, more vulnerable, to cry and be weak and unreliable. And it was an interesting argument and message to receive as a man who has spent years quite intentionally tapping into my vulnerability and turning towards the tears, letting myself fall apart and cry in the right circumstances where that's like a healthy, appropriate thing. Sometimes at least. <laughs> hopefully. hopefully. Um, yeah, so, and as a writer, I mean, anybody who's watching this or listening to it that has read my book, How to Open the Heart, it knows that it's just a long story that is just the story of someone taking down their armor, unraveling that stoicism, that traditional masculine armor, and exploring those watery feelings underneath. And I think one person who read it posted a review that called it uncomfortably mushy, which I thought was like, and they were saying that in a positive way. They gave it a five-star review and they called it uncomfortably mushy. And I never thought of it that way because over the years, that became so normal to me, turning towards the tears, turning towards the vulnerability. That became like uh, a discipline or a martial art or something. Not to say that I learned some form of mastery, 
just that um, I got led down a path or I chose a path where it was like the scary thing is to feel certain feelings the you know to be stoic and invulnerable and keep these walls up between myself and my feelings between myself and other people that's not the scary thing there's this kind of warrior voice inside of me that pushes me towards the vulnerability it's like miles you have to feel this feeling because you would be a coward if you turned away from it. Take down that armor. Tell that person what's, what's on your heart right now because to hide that vulnerability is actually the, the coward's path. So for me, I have this different perspective where to turn towards the vulnerability is often the strongest thing. It's actually not a weakness, but actually it's to choose to turn towards the fire, the terrifying feelings, and learn how to hold that, learn how to let that flow. Um, so that's my perspective and my bias, I guess. And um, I kind of understand the perspective that was put forward in that email, that a person who doesn't have some ability to control their emotions and it just falls apart into a pool of tears spontaneously a person who is just at the mercy of their emotions um that's that's not a very fun thing um but my experience has been that by turning towards the vulnerability the tears the feelings in um in certain contexts, like within the confines of a certain type of relationship or within the confines of uh, a meditation session or emotional work or what have you, to, to let myself take down the guards and let myself into the vulnerability and the tears in those moments, I think it's made me more more uh, responsible and stronger when I go back into life. It's given me, it's like, instead of having all these unexamined feelings and this stoicism that's just like covering them up, um, I've learned that I can feel a range of emotion and come back to my center. I can let myself totally fall apart and cry. And then here I am, I'm still here. The tears are gone. Like, I let it happen and I'm still here. And uh, there was a moment in time a number of years ago where I was hesitant to let myself go into some really deep, vulnerable place within me because I talk about it in my book, How to Open the Heart. Um, I felt like if I let myself cry in a certain way, I would never stop. I would just fall apart. I would just come undone. And a friend, I told this to a friend, and he was like, you know, you'll probably just cry as long as you need to. You're just, you're not going to cry forever. You're going to cry until you're done. And that was very true. When I finally let go and let myself go into some, some feelings I'd been carrying and let the, let the stream flow, let the tears flow, uh, it felt like I lost control because it was there was such a kind of backlog of emotion. But once 
I made a practice of letting myself do that, letting myself go there. Um, I think over time, it got a lot easier for me to like bounce in and out of certain places emotionally. And I have an example of this that happened over the past year. And um, it happened at work. I work as a server in a restaurant in the evenings. And this is um, a while ago, but within the past year, I was, it was the start of a shift. There was something that had happened that felt kind of frustrating and unfair um, about the way that the shift was organized. And so I went to a manager and I just shared, hey, this seems a little bit off. This seems unfair. I just want to let you know that. And I think I had a more of a charge of frustration when I shared that with my manager than I realized at the time because they like snapped back at me. They got very reactive and kind of like um, pushed back and I was really shocked. I was not prepared for it, for it to turn into a conflict essentially, just like that. Um, so, you know, I, I guess I had a bit of a charge they came back with a strong charge, and then I was just, like, stunned. And uh, I had opened up this conflict, and I was like, I think you're kind of raising your voice at me. This doesn't feel good. And then that made them even more kind of upset, because they thought I was just kind of being passive-aggressive. And, and uh, yeah, I just, basically, I was completely stunned, stumbled out of their office, and I was like holy shit, that person hates me right now. This isn't good. And, and then it was the beginning of my shift, so I stumble onto the floor of the restaurant, kind of feeling the discomfort of having such a raw conflict with somebody in the workplace. And I'm thinking, man, I need to follow up with them. I need to like smooth this out and make peace so it's not gnawing at me throughout the rest of this shift. So... uh track them down like 10 minutes later and I say hey you know something happened there do you want to talk it out and is everything okay and they were still really upset and they just started laying into me and saying look what you did there was not okay you can't talk to me like that and they were very upset super like emotionally charged letting me have it and I was again I was just stunned I was like damn okay, I clearly came with frustration I didn't know I had, and it sparked a fire in this person, and this is, this is like a huge, like, they really are hating me right now, and so I just, I just listened, and I was like, okay, thanks for sharing, and I walked away, and I'm, at the moment, at that moment, my pride is triggered, I'm like, like, a part of me wants to yell at them, um, but I'm realizing that that would be a very foolish mistake at this point. And that if there's anything to do, it's just completely kiss this person's butt, own that I, I set off this whole thing by feeling frustrated and annoyed at something that really didn't matter, and probably coming to them with an emotional charge that just set this whole thing off. So I was like, okay, Miles, swallow your pride. This is your practice in life. You, uh, you got to own that you were triggered to start this whole thing off and just 
apologize unequivocally with no conditions to this person and see if that can um, smooth it out. Because again, this is the start of a shift and I don't want to carry this conflict. I went and I apologized, no conditions. I just said, you know what? I'm sorry. This is my fault. I came in to your office. Uh, I obviously had more of a bad attitude than I realized and I just want to apologize. And uh, that, and, and I really did since I was like, I just got to put aside my ego and my pride and just apologize with no conditions, no buts, no ands, no qualifications. Um, and that apology um, seemed like it was received and they shared a little bit about, they were, they were like, you know what, thank you and I'm sorry for having such a strong reaction, but I just felt really hurt that you had that like, charge with me because I feel like I've been looking out for you and trying to help you out and they just shared where they were coming from and it all made complete sense I was like damn no you're right I'm so sorry and it made my my apology became even more sincere because I could see the burden they were carrying in that moment and how I had kind of come in with a negative vibe towards them and uh i guess once i was vulnerable enough to say i'm sorry they felt vulnerable enough to share why they had such a strong reaction in that moment and it made complete sense and i started you know i started crying because my i was feeling the connection i was feeling like man i'm so sorry and you don't you know, I don't want to talk to you that way. You didn't deserve that. And uh, yeah, so I, I started shedding some tears and they started shedding some tears. And, and there was co-workers walking past. And uh, again, because of the years of like intense emotional work, I had become less self-conscious about crying i don't really feel like i need to hide it it doesn't feel socially wrong it feels like again like some of the most beautiful moments are accompanied by tears and this was one of the most beautiful moments that i ever experienced within those four walls of that building um this was a moment of realness with somebody and you know 20 seconds earlier we'd been kind of like really clashing and butting heads and then all of a sudden there's this moment of crying and we give each other a big hug and there's this resolution i can totally see their like their their justification what they were feeling it's like damn no i get you and and it's okay like you know i'm sorry that i was being an annoying <laughs> like, I'm sorry that I was being annoying and coming in with an emotional charge. You didn't need that. Um, so it was this beautiful moment. And and there was a, a co-worker who, you know, had uh, seated some some guests in my section of the restaurant that I was serving. And she came in and interrupted. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, Miles, but you've you've got a table that you need to go serve. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And, you know, I just dry off the tears and get to, get to business. And, again, I think because of those years, 
well, kind of in controlled circumstances wading into those emotions of sadness and vulnerability and crying and learning how to feel it and become more comfortable with it, I was able to just snap back in to responsible getting things done mode. And it was just instantaneous. To me, it was just a reminder that crying is not a weakness. It's not, it doesn't have to be debilitating. It can just be part of this kind of kaleidoscope of feelings that make us whole and that are part of a deep life. And like I said, that was a really beautiful moment. It was a moment where I, you know, I guess I was able to grow in the sense that I put aside my pride to acknowledge somebody else. And then by doing that, I got to see even more of what was behind the whole conflict, you know? And I could, I could see that, oh man, what a foolish thing I had done to trigger this. And it actually just made my, uh, my humility and my appreciation towards that person deeper. And, and I don't think that the crying was in any way a, a weakness. Although it's possible that in the past, um, in seasons of my life, when I hadn't been going to that place of emotionality, um, I might not have been able to turn off the tap. You know, it might have just started running and being like, ah, a, da- a dam just came down and uh, I'm, I'm drowning. Um, so for me, I actually think that um, finding safe spaces to explore a range of emotions, finding safe spaces to feel tears, to feel vulnerability and tenderness, I think it has made me a stronger person. And crying can mean so many things. It can, you know, in that moment with my coworker, I wasn't crying because I was hurting. I was crying because I was seeing their beauty and I was seeing, I was just feeling a connection and an appreciation and, and the vulnerability in me that had gotten triggered at, at them. Um, so it wasn't a product of pain or sadness or weakness. It was just a product of depth and, and this very human uh, empathy. Of course, any emotion, if it can just sweep us off our feet and knock us down, um, can be a weakness. I think, for me, the emotion that I would associate with weakness, for me, more than any, is probably anger. I think anger can be quite um, an intense drug for me. (laughs) It can just totally kind of hit me over the head and, um, yeah, unground me and disorient me. But uh, crying, sadness, I think turning towards tears can be one of the most courageous things when it's the right time and the right place. Turning towards vulnerability, turning towards the tears, that can be an incredibly brave thing. So I think it's way too simple to consider it. Uh, a sign of weakness and when people ridicule men or women for crying I think they might be not seeing something not understanding something of great significance
Anyhow, that's all I have to say about this today. If you're interested in checking out my book, you will find links to it in the description, in the show notes. And until next time, I hope that you have a beautiful day. Take care.